ready for the hard open? We're not. <laughs> There's, it's we're running it hard. All right. Ready to make. All right. Ready to make it hard. All right, Pitcast friends, we are back with an episode to recap the Lord's House event that happened this past weekend. This is Matt Moss, and I am joined with the champion of that event, Mr. Carter Petre. Howdy. And uh, with us, as always, is Bob. Hi. <laughs> Sometimes we let him talk. Actually, it's, it's interesting because I think we finished one, three, and five at that event out of the top eight. Yeah. Bob, you were right. third. Yes. I was fifth. And then. So we're the highest finishing lords. Oh, absolutely. I can see that. The, hi- the highest finishing lords. Who, yeah. who, yeah. And we are the only ones who really have the right to talk about this event since everyone else, you know, scrubbed out pretty hard. It's Lord's house, so. We're the lords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, so by that logic, so just to kind of set up, we, we did a live recording at Lord's house. However, we ran out of tape after about 30, 40 minutes. So we're just going to do a short little recap here. Then we'll cut over to that, um, over to that live recording. Yeah, this is, this is very, um, we're, we're know, in the afterglow. We're, we're, we're definitely in the afterglow. We're Carter's had his cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> His face is still a little bit flushed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. still in the post-coital what subgame it is. Post-coital glow. I'm, I'm, yeah, ever everyone's sober, and then yeah, later you'll get the you'll get the direct um, drop into pretty much the heart of the rowdiness that was Lord's House. Um, yeah, to to set the stage, it was a we Bob and I we were we were. Uh, talking about this, it was much less summer camp than it was your kind of kooky rich aunt's horse farm in the middle of um, in the middle of the country. It's like it's like you discovered a, a, a relative that you'd never talked to, and they let you spend a weekend, and you get to see, oh my god, you know, like wooden interior. There was a bar downstairs that we stocked to the gills with our own glasses, our own liquor. Of course, Jaco and, and Mullen were all over their cocktail recipes and everything. And, and Mullen, you know, pretty much took it upon himself to be the, the permanent bartender for yeah. a guy who doesn't work. Right. He's actually quite, quite eager to, to like, you know, scrub glasses. For a guy that's never worked a day in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I've always maintained he seems interested in the profession, but um, you know, there's lots of banality to it uh, as well. Um, but yeah, you could, you could really spread out that's, uh, throughout, throughout even the, the, the main event, there was the ability, there was a, there was this amazing pool house, uh, with a, you know, surrounded by a bunch of glass windows that had another bar in it too. And that actually, that actually had a, had a bar area and then like a lounge area with a bunch of, uh, cushioned wicker chairs. Mm -hmm. And so if you wanted to. This is what happened for mine and mine and Danny's game, where we kind of escaped. This was round six, I believe. We escaped from the from the main lodge area and played the super intense, you know, high stakes for him. Actually, not not as much for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. we, it was maybe a win we'll and t- in for him. It was it was it was a win and in for him, poor guy. But I was I was undefeated at that point. So yeah, you got to get got to get through me to win that tournament. So. Um, but we, it, it was, it was really cool to play, you know, this kind of remote intense match and then rejoin the, um, the whole crowd at, at one point to, you know, I played a bunch of my rounds like on the, on the bar 
um, just standing up across from my opponent, which yeah. was which was really fun. There was just you could you could vary the the experience as you as you wanted. Yeah, it's it was pretty modular. It absolutely free, was free flowing, low key. Yeah, there's people playing on the pool casual. table downstairs by the yeah, big video screen. In that little sec, there was like a sure. whole another section area where the big TV was. Chaco and Brandon played a game on a patio table inside the pool room, where the like adjacent to the swimming pool was <laughs> for uh, during the middle school Marauders event. And I went over there, having just jumped out of the pool, like dripping with chlorinated water, being like, "Oh, what's this magic card?" <laughs> just aggressively pointing at the cards, and, like trying to get them wet. Kind of, kind of reminds me of the uh, playing on uh, your deck. <laughs> oh my story god! Of when the juice of yeah, when the juice of blew into the alley, <laughs> we're playing outside down on my because we have a deck out here we never use, and um, uh, Carter and I are playing out there, and a gust of wind just picks up Mr. Jism Jin, and it's no, yeah, slow, slow motion. motion. No. That's what made it a blast is how how modular it was. You you definitely were not cramped into into one crowded room even to play your your matches that mattered, and then of course for the for the top eight there was a longer table in the in the main area where the where the kitchen was mm-hmm. and that table got got cleared off for everyone to play the top eight matches and as the as the top eight wound on people started to slowly gravitate you know, kind of gravitate and, and coalesce and, and get closer well speaking of modular uh bob why don't you explain all of the different events that we had because i mean it was more than just one big ass old school magic tournament it was really a celebration of a midwest magic and magic communities yeah. and players, but also just various oddball sub formats, format variants and, and other creations. Big time. No, that's a good point. Yeah, we, we took this opportunity since we, we had you know some time to flesh out. We started the party at three o'clock on Friday and we ran it till ten AM on Sunday. So we ran middle school, a chaos draft, vintage casual tournament, old school main event. Old school EDH that night, and all throughout there was like revised forty, Beast of the Bay rules battles going on, and folks were asked to keep track of their win count for a for a prize too. So yeah, all of those had prizes, all of those had uh, winners. You know, it was a just a great way to you know spend the time, I guess. Not to mention the extracurricular activities yeah, <laughs> oh yeah you course. ran you ran karaoke karaoke <laughs> Friday yeah. night. which i must you know thank you and dan picard uh, especially for firing that off and ryan sala from the uh, underworld dreamers you guys we need you need an energetic crew to sort of ignite the <laughs> fire start, yeah of, uh, of it's a like a, it's like night. the middle school dance you know yeah exactly the boys on one side the girls on the other you need a couple of hearty souls to get out there and start the mix you need you need exactly carter to jump on the yeah. mic and sing fleetwood mac to I, his. I was upstairs playing and i and i heard uh which song were you singing was it dreams it was dreams yeah oh man it was Phenomenal. Oh, it, it was, was so okay. Great. Well, no, no. phenomenal is a word. I don't know if Boy, that's the it must word have I really choose. been my weekend. I was, I was I a little toasty that at that hour. But. Yeah. I, I think to you guys that were pretty well oiled downstairs, the, the karaoke was great. But from upstairs. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, a little, it's uh, a whole experience. Yeah, you yeah. can't just hear it from that's afar true. and, and, yeah, because, and yeah. judge it. I, uh, I actually. There's show, showmanship true. involved in it. I actually had um, had sung karaoke just the night previously. Um, I ended up going out to uh, the publican for dinner with 
my friend who's a bartender at Lost Lake. And then after we um, took the Blue Line back to Logan Square and went to Golden Teardrops, that uh, bar at the bottom of, um, oh, what's it called? Anyway, needless to say, we, we show up and they're hosting karaoke. And um, the host of the karaoke that night is none other than my old friend Meredith, who I went to uh, the theater school at DePaul with. And I'm like my, my friend and I are at the at the far end of the bar and Meredith is on pretty much the opposite side of the bar. She she hasn't noticed me yet. And so while while we were at DePaul, she was dating the guitarist from that band uh, Fastball. Mm, they yeah. had that they had that one song sure. the way of course it sounds like our match <laughs> fastball, <laughs> fastball. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so i i grab a slip i write you know my name i write you know artist fastball song the way and i asked the bartender to hand it to her so that she would still be surprised when she finally came across it and when she did her eyes, like, because I, I seriously hadn't seen her in years. Her eyes, like, she, like, she, like put her hands over her mouth and, like, I, I kind of emerged from this bar <laughs> and sing the song right to her. It was it was dope. I love karaoke. It was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast, no. And then the next night we ran B-movie. Brandon Sanders ran a great B-movie night. And we had... So events going Shane on. Shane did a scotch the tasting. The, the scotch tasting. Oh, that looks Shane, sick. Which is another. Level. He had a bunch of visual aids. He he did yes. maps of the different yeah. regions and the history of it. Oh, and it all was the so ingredients. cool. Yeah, he got talk he, about it. Yeah, well, he he really got a chance to show his love of that particular region, and so he would he would take you, um, he would he would show you a scotch, and had this kind of uh, chart. It was like. Um, light versus rich versus smoky versus oh god it escapes me um he's 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 gonna kill me he's like he's gonna be he's gonna be like have you learned nothing um but he you know and shane would say i've i've been to this one and you know on on this particular aisle you can actually walk from distillery to distillery to distillery they each are about 15 minutes away from each other so it was like he got to share his wow. personal experiences with yeah, all this really stuff. Cool. It was amazing. Just, he had the he had the, the drinkware laid there. He had eyedroppers. Yeah, that's it was, right. It's called a it's called a oh god. Adding oh lord. Anyway, move, moving on. I clearly <laughs> I, I clearly did not retain well, yeah, my, my the tasting lesson <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. Well, the, the, it was it was supposed to branch, be like a branch of water. Oh, branch of uh, water. That's okay. what you add. That's what you add to the to the scotch to like open up the flavors a little bit make a little less the, the number one side event side game mini game going on all weekend was bino, <laughs> yeah, bino. which was this bino <laughs> as my <laughs> if i just apply my iowa accent but the the missouri guys brought this board game which is like a, 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 a soccer style mini board game that you would flick this little marble and there'd be pins set up around the goal that you'd have to maneuver the marble through and around and i started you know i just kind of went down as as i may say flick bob in the ear i kind of made that motion you know but it turned out that to be be much more subtle and I discovered that I had this flat fingernail and so I was able to just start sniping that thing from long range and I probably played like six hours of that damn game uh, all weekend and I was just t- yeah. I was taking on all comers Nathan actually got me to play it and by by the end I was beating him and mm. it started out he was whipping my ass and yeah it was it was a real hoot there was also uh, someone sent up an n64 and yeah yeah a 
NES or SNES. Yeah. All kinds of games. Yeah. There was no shortage of activities. You can jump from here and there. You can visit the unlimited snack bar. There was Yeah, the food was copious. There. Yeah. We had enough to feed an army. Yeah, we had three three catering. Yeah, those were good. Deliveries. I liked the barbecue the best. Barbecue was great. P- people loved the pizza. Yeah, they like they dug that. Yeah, the pizza seems I burned my mouth right away on the first bite, and so I was kind of <laughs> I did the classic oh, big, big brain move. Well, that's right yeah. totally the restaurant's fault, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that's right. Clearly, the pizza's awful. No, no, it's just one of those things where you incinerate the roof of your mouth, and then the rest of the pizza is kind of ashen tasting after that. Uh, Bob, do you have the list of everybody that won all the various yeah, events? Let's run through that and shout out all those people. Sure. So, uh, middle school due. cage match. So we ran a five round double elimination tournament for middle school. It's double elimination because with so much going on, if you're 0 and 3, just fuck off and do something else. So, uh, Andrew <laughs> McLennan from Detroit took that down. Hell yeah. Handedly 5-0. at 5 0. Yeah. yeah, the only 5 0 to, to outlast him. And then uh, the Chaos Draft, Kyle Houtman, Chicago guy, took that down. The Vintage, uh, I lost in the finals to Tim. Tim was 5 0. Tim, Tim, Tim was 4 0. Oh, yeah. oh, that rounds. was four rounds. That's right. Yep. He uh, he won 2 1 in the finals against gotcha. yours truly. And uh, some guy won old school, and then <laughs> EDH was interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. EDH. Should we, yeah, all right. We'll tell that yeah, story real yeah, quick. Yeah, what, what happened? So, there? EDH. So, there was a Friday night um, EDH battle that I didn't partake in because I was doing the middle school yeah, thing. Was, and I never got eliminated. That, I finished four and play. one in that. Yeah. The right. guys that didn't do middle school did EDH. But then the actual quote unquote EDH challenge was Saturday night. Uh, there were two pods of four. And then um, among the two pod winners, I guess, Bob, uh, the way you determined the overall winner was whichever pod winner had the lowest life total and still won their pod. Right. Was the overall winner. Yeah, you know, because it's harder to win with a lower life. It's easy to win when you have 64 life. It's not so easy to win sure. when you're at 11. Yeah. Uh, so that was, I, we only had one prize. So yeah, yeah. That it, was, it's a way to just have one prize. Yeah, and, and it was impractical to play an eight-man game. I mean, we didn't even start it until after midnight, and it went until like yeah. 2.30. Right. Yeah, Dom fell asleep. I understand Dom, Dom was sleeping fell asleep between turns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is that how he lost his... It was his turn. And yeah, he because asleep. he would. Uh, Charlie had this creature. We were playing with ninety-five rules, so like we could use Ice Age and Homelands cards. Charlie had an Animate Dead, Ray of Command, um, Spirit Linked, Minion of Leshrac <laughs> that he was using to blow up Dom's creatures, and Dom just cast kept casting a creature every turn, and then Charlie would just subsequently blow it up every turn. Uh, it didn't really make any sense. Anyways, so the, he was kind of with with, with respect to the winner. The, the technically the winner was Charlie, but when we went to the recount because I demanded a recount, we actually discovered that um, that aforementioned men, minion of Leshrac should have uh, left the board when Dom was eliminated because it was Dom's animate dead. It wasn't Charlie's animate dead. It, it was his minion in his deck, but Dom had animated it, and then Charlie had. Used some control magic spell from Ice Age mm. to get it back over to his board. Mm. So, for example, um, I had cast uh, Gauntlet of Chaos, took Dom's tome, gave him back a warp artifacted uh, Felwar stone. But then when Dom was eliminated, he took the tome. He's like, well, when I leave the game, all my permanents leave with me. Well, that means that the enchantment, Anime Dead, should have also left and put the minion in the bin. And that minion actually went on to do a bunch of business against me and kill me. Oh. 
Well, so, so uh, we decided so to uh, <laughs> yeah right. So to, we decided a re- <laughs> yeah, flow, f- throwing the flag onto the field. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'd like to challenge let's, the play. Let's, let's um, go to the instant um, replay. I demand a recount. <laughs> so, anyways, we we, we uh, appropriately ascribe an asterisk to Charlie's EDH championship, or um, just Moss does, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's the guy, the one man pullet bureau over here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, in terms of custody of the prize, which was an altered nickel bolas. Um, you know, I get alternating weekends and one night a week. So um, I am going to at some point demand Charlie turn that thing over so I can play with it once and I'll send it back to him. Geez, sounds a lot like how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it's familiar to a lot of us yeah, latchkey right. kids. So. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so anyway, so moving on to more wholesome stuff, why don't we go over the... Uh, I, before we, before oh, we move I'm sorry. on, I just want to give credit to Robert Vincent who won oh, yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah, R40 games yeah. at like... Oh, he Nine. had a sweet. Oh yeah, they deck. had a win and in actually. It was, a, uh, I think it was Robert and David Velasco. David Velasco yeah. had to play a win and in. Robert took it down. He won the prize, which was four altered revised cards. That's just said F U C K Y O U exclamation point on yeah. one, one letter on each card in <laughs> big font. That's how, from uh, Mister <laughs> Mister uh, uh, MTG Beer Puns. How many um, How many games did Robert win to get that it title? It would have been nine. Nine games, which doesn't seem like a lot, but no, there was so much going on. I went zero and three, and I just was like, "Fuck uh, this format." <laughs> I think I went like four. You know, is I'm, revised forty fun? It's, no, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's like it's like you didn't either, say you didn't say yes. I didn't I didn't say no either. No, so it's sometimes fun. It's sometimes a, a just a spanking. It's like oh, I got balanced four times in one game. Um, yeah, or. Moss, Moss, for example, scoops to any mind twist for yeah, any I, number. No, I, I always scoop to the <laughs> mind twist means game over because Bob just goes like swamp, soaring, 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 turn two, mind twist. And it's just like, why would I keep playing this game? I don't know because you have balance in your deck. And you no, I was playing red, mono red. Well, that's red. your first problem. You're either playing, a, I mean, yeah. if you want to be a degenerate like the rest of us, you have to play balance or mind twist or both. Or... Um, Robert Vincent's deck had a contract from below, did it not? Oh, yeah. And uh, fast every, bond. Every black deck should have it. Should have a contract. What about the demonic so if you, turning If you have card. the contracts, then yeah. the mind twists are whatever. True. Well, there you go. Splash black. <laughs> Splash black. Learning things. I don't, see, right. I don't see why you wouldn't. If you play million lightning bolts and contract from below. Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know how this crap works. So let's, uh, let's recount just a... Uh, you're going to do a write-up. Carter for your legendary uh, destruction uh, nine, uh, of the nine and zero uh, yeah, victory. And yeah, and uh, you know, you were my only loss in Swiss. I, Likewise, so, yeah, yeah. I think Moss can attest to that as well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, what what was your experience at the tournament? Oh man, it was so fun. I got to I got to pretty much bounce around the entire lodge, play. Um, a bunch of excellent games, um, and I got to play against uh, Ryan Twice, who uh, was just an absolute awesome addition to the uh, to the to the crew. Those two guys from the from the Underworld Dreamers yeah. were just like class yeah. acts. We got yeah. along so well in Pittsburgh at Eternal Weekend, you know. It yeah. was it was us. It was, it was Shane, myself, those two guys, and then a bunch of the beasts. We went out to the strip club. We 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 immediately 
bonded with them, soul bonded with them. So yeah, so, so I yeah. had to bring them along. Yeah, yeah, big ups to them. It was Matt Dennis and Ryan Sala. Yeah, yeah, they both they both were like I said, just like awesome, awesome additions. And we and we got some people like um, like Zinni and Houtman out who we know through through the card market, the the mm-hmm. um, the magic shop that a lot of us used to play at back in the day. So it was cool to get people who are kind of auxil you know are are associated with the lords in a kind of auxiliary way yeah to lord's house to kind of like really solidify the the connection there mm-hmm. i think they i think they really appreciate it i i know i appreciated having having them there they also were just great great additions to the to the whole party yeah and the helpman top aided too and he yeah. never plays old school yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah and so he won the chaos good. draft i mean he's a real good player he just doesn't yeah. get out as much yeah he can right. battle they, those two are are examples. I, we might we might have talked about this in the um, in the segment we're about to drop, but just players who should be involved in all this stuff, and I think just at present are kind of priced out, which is which it's which is a shame. Yeah, but that type of thing is going to happen, and there's there's ways of getting in. You can borrow, you can proxy stuff up. There's you know I'm sure that there will be, and there's a, and there's also middle school so. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah, Zinni's a, plays a lot of middle school. With totally, this. yeah. Um, and so there's there's ways to be involved as our tastes as a group have have broadened from just being an old school club. Um, but yeah, I'll drop I'll drop more details about the about the tournament, about what I remember from from my rounds, and what I think about the the deck that I played later. What I will just say is that 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 final match between me and Raja was just one of the most incredible magic experiences I've ever had. We sit down across from each other. I'm thrilled to play against him because Raja's such a sweetheart. We slam back a couple of double shots of Malort and just go, you know what, whatever happens, I I want to win. I would also be so happy for you mm-hmm. if you won. Yeah. And we proceed to play. He's on uh, something pretty close to Aaron West's Scheherazade deck from the, from the player's ball. If not... You, practically the same thing. Story time. Story time. And so we <laughs> we end up playing this insane seven game match to determine the winner of this tournament. I mean, it was like it was an absolute climb to the top for me. Um, like uh, my my semifinal match in the in the top eight was also just like a total slog. And so I it just was very much this this monumental exhausting journey having played magic for like 11 hours up to that point and it was it was just such a positive experience he was incredibly gracious uh in in taking second place and i just want to thank him for you know He's providing me yeah yeah he just he just provided me with just one of the most incredible experiences playing the game and so yeah thanks th- thanks to him for that i have to say as a spectator um as much as it pains me to say this, Carter, I I was rooting for you, dude. Like I, and like actually <laughs> oh, yeah. rooting for you because I we had to have one of the lords win mm-hmm. the Lord's House event. Yeah, there and, were, yeah. No, no, no. Please uh, continue. Like, <laughs> I, no, that's. I mean, I'm not going to say anymore. But I'm just. It, it was a thrill to watch you win, dude. And I was really proud of you. So that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. As much as I tried to win my own tournament, <laughs> no, I wanted Bob to lose. I actually might have rooted for Raja over Bob. Well, Raja, Raja did tournament. beat me in the semis, so yeah. you had your chance. 
in pretty much the exact mirror, right? You you it, were telling it, it me that it was a mirror. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you you were saying that you each boarded out the exact eight cards yeah. and boarded in like seven of eight cards against each other identically. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was incredible. Uh, yeah, so I laid a big goose egg in that round. Uh, otherwise, I, it would have been great to battle Carter in the finals because that would that would have just made this that much sweeter. Yeah. But. Oh, man, I don't know what I would have done in that case. <laughs> there, because then you're guaranteed a Lord's going to win, but yeah. it's like my two most hated rivals. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to root for some sort of, you know, small fire to break out in the house. Everyone's yeah. got to evacuate and call it. I'll talk about one particular moment of of the finals toward the very end. It's game three. I open, I have a, I have a great hand. I open on landmarks, vice, vice, and I have uh, a time twister for next turn. Very good. Um, the I I think I miss I think I miss a land drop on turn two, and uh, Raj puts a threat into turn on uh, turn one, and then uh, for his turn two he plays Shahrazad. Mm. So he is at uh, I think he'd mulliganed. So he's at maybe like sixteen or so. And I'm at um, I'm at like 19 or something because I think I had to tap a city of a city of brass. He um, he plays this uh, Shahrazade. I win that sub game. Turn goes back to me. I think I miss my land drop again. I'm really shooting for the just any source to play this time twister. He I think plays a nut. So he plays a or wait. Okay, rewind that. I hit the time twister. Um, knock him down pretty low and my hand after time twister is just the nuts I've got Lotus I've got two threats I've got time walk I've got bolt absurd um, but the turn is his now he goes he he he, he draws for his turn and I bo- watch both of his eyebrows raise he goes black Lotus Shahrazad. And at that point, it was almost midnight. I'd been playing magic for 11 fucking hours, and I just did not want to play another game. (laughs) And so I just go, I don't have time for this, man. I'm just going to concede the sub game. (laughs) You didn't even draw... I, no. 19 life. I, I, did, I didn't even draw. I didn't even draw. I met. I met. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 18, 18 or eighteen or nineteen. I remember so that I happening while I was over at the Bino board holding he, court. <laughs> um. He goes. Land, time walk. And for just a second, my stomach sinks, and I go, "Could he have like untapped like triple?" here like could I actually lose from this from this position luckily he didn't he didn't have it <laughs> and, I, and I was able to un- untap and beat him but there there was that one moment where I'm like I can I can sense that victory is like right there in my hands I just don't want to play another fucking Shahrazad game yeah. <laughs> please please magic gods like do not punish me for this one moment of mm. greed that I'm, that I'm that, like you know what using. it was a coin flip anyway so, yeah, right. It's like, I, I, yeah, I, that's true. I could have just lost the, the the Shahrazad game anyway, and it was. But he he won that first game off of just he was he was behind on board. Goes for the Shahrazad. I'm at seven. Shahrazad rounds your life total down. 
Mm-hmm. And um, this happened to me a couple times. He just had the bolt right there. So Shahrazad's into into bolt to finish me off like from seven. And I think he did that uh, during one uh, sub game too, where it was like he just managed to line things up just perfectly. And he waits to play the card so that he can finish you off with a psi blast or a burn spell. He was like he was really judicious about his uh, his use of that card. So mm. he played he played great. Um, and it was fucking awesome. It's great to win the Golden Lord. Uh, I think I probably have to put it in my sideboard, right? Yeah, it's a permanent. The prizes card. were all sick. Just for the yeah, yeah. for the pure yeah. rubbins. We uh, we we went out to people we know and love to get cards altered. We, Mike Lupo, Shaman Ben, Dom, the Greats, Jen Stalak, you know. And then um, part of your admission into Lord's House was a a gift of of pretty much any kind to contribute to um, a huge table that um, that you know first place and on their on their way down would would draft from. Um, there was a M eighteen Milwaukee a, a power drill generously donated by Sam so. That was a no-brainer for me. <laughs> it's so practical. I love it. It's a wholesome, practical <laughs> pick. No, he's not going to go for the bottle of Dark Lord or, you know, the Corvassier set with the decanter. No, Carter went straight. <laughs> straight or the, the bong. Drill. He didn't draft the bong. I did not draft the bong. The bong went to the right person, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, that was just a wholesome thing. It was great. And, like, there was a CE Mox Emerald generously mm-hmm, donated yep. into the prize pool. I went to, a good, to, went to a good home. We we engineered it so it fell to someone who didn't have power. Correct. And how great, how great was yeah, that? Yeah, that's uh, Andy Mack yeah. donated the, the Emerald, right? Mm-hmm. Super, super Incredible. generous gift. Yeah, that was awesome. And speaking of gifts going to the right person, Moss brought a, a mystery LP that yeah. was still in the still in its packaging. In the mailer. You're right. So you knew that you were gonna get a piece of vinyl, so it's not like someone who didn't have a have a record player would just you know, choose it and not have anything to do with it. Yeah. Um but you had to, you know, rely on Moss's My taste. music taste. <laughs> My incredible taste. Yeah. And of course the record gets picked by by Ben and it's the uh uh Twin Peaks uh soundtrack soundtrack mm-hmm. and him just being the most massive fan of the show it just could like that yeah. record and he just got gone. into vinyl last year yeah. too right he's, he, he just got into collecting vinyl he about went, a year ago or whatever he, like, he's yeah like, i bought a hundred vinyl records yeah so it was <laughs> yeah it went to a good home it's just the, the perfect the perfect person i was stoked on that yeah that was awesome and it was funny when ben picked that i'll, I'll share this story i don't i don't give a fuck when i <laughs> when ben when ben picked that shane's in the back and he just says fuck because he knew what I, I must have let slip to shane what was in there because or maybe he just wanted whatever i'd picked i don't know yeah so Shane was pissed that Ben had picked it. Um, so 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 when it came Shane's turn to pick, he picked another vinyl grab bag mystery box donated by Danny Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a grab bag of flotsam and detritus from his collection, like the Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack. If I were a rich man. <laughs> if you were, then maybe you'd put something better in. Oh, no, Shane. I'm sorry you got bald on that one. He did get a killer meatloaf LP. Oh, my God. So he got he got the upside down EV on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was the counter, counter answer to what you had. 
put in. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that happened, Shane, but I, I have to share that story nonetheless. Oh, he got bald. Hard. Hard. Yeah. Danny, please, Danny, next time, please, you know, give it up for your boys and, you know, throw something in there. I know you're jet setting to every European tournament. But you know, <laughs> I think he. I think he threw in some other stuff too. I think he had like some tokens, like a okay. like a like yeah. a token, token set that set. had like that pieces of pieces of art that that great. Ian picked up. So it, it wasn't just the three uh, thrift store records. Should have taped, taped those together with the tokens at least. Come on, threw him a freaking boon. All right, I don't know anything else, Bob. Do you want to just do a, a, maybe a quick uh, summary of um, maybe just a quick setup before we go into the next segment? Yeah, so this was re- this uh, next segment was recorded in the basement of Lord's house, adjacent to the bar. There's a cavalcade of people coming in, stopping in, stopping by, sitting down with the crew, and there's going to be an abrupt end to it because you know the, we were partying hard, and shit happens when you party naked. <laughs> I also want to want to add real quick that. Um, Everyone's everyone's endearment for each other, uh, you know, appre- appre- appreciation of you, Bob. But but um, everyone's you know, bro- brotherly love was expressed in spades, not just at the at the event, but after. Lorian, you know, had some had some really great quote about saying that it would it was some kind of fantasy come true. Like imagine like going to this place where all you do is hang out and play magic all day with your, with your very best friends. And I think, um, yeah, the, the, like the club bond strengthened two times that day at yeah. least. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I, I enjoy doing the old school players ball and putting that show on for the bigger, wider community, but to have something that's really only our own was really special. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was touching hearing all the the gratitude, and you know, I didn't I didn't do this for any sort of compliments. I did it because I wanted to do this. I wanted to go party out in the middle of nowhere with you fuckers, and uh, but yeah, so I got we got through the whole weekend, and you know, you guys gifted me a plaque, which was just incredible and so thoughtful. Yeah, and shout out to Tyler. That was his. That was yeah. Tyler's thing. Thank yeah, you, Tyler. it was because Ty, yeah, Ty, Tyler. Tyler was the one who especially wanted there to be some. Thing you know. Well, that was that was incredible, and you know, awesome. I got through the whole thing without a tear in my eye until I read Lorian's thing, and then I'm like, God damn, uh, God that, damn, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Lorian gotcha. Yeah, Fucker but anyway, you. that's uh, that's gonna be it for us here. Now, welcome to Lord's house. Dozens of listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Pitcast. It's my esteemed pleasure to bring you live from the Lord's house. To set the scene, we are in the middle of what looks like my uncle's basement in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, there's a there's a bar. There's actually a, a, a bar. Mullen has been tending bar and making cocktails. There's people there's people sitting at the bar like it's a neighborhood bar, a pool table where people are playing magic. 
um, some pain double doors that lead to some other bedrooms. We've got like 30 or so people in here for Lord's House, a celebration of Midwestern magic and the best old school club of all time. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Moss. Good evening. This time, lucky enough to get Tyler Adders here. Hello. Initially, at the table, we've got uh, Nick Rohr among our... Yes, thank you. It's so good to have you, my man. Always a pleasure. And um, it is my pleasure to introduce... The one, the only. The one, the only. The o, the OGist of OG. Because like part, part of my... Of this. No. The Gist of OGs. Because part of my intention tonight is to fucking correct people's attitudes. Because I feel like it's important to know who's been around for this whole fucking thing. Uh, I don't know. Who's, I mean, be, who's, <laughs> who's gone from coast to coast? You who's in, traveled? You invented magic. That's what I would like to... <laughs> so, uh, it's my pleasure to introduce the inventor of old school, Dom Daughter. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. So Fuck good off. to have you. So why, um, why get on a plane from New York and come here? What's the point? Bob asked me. Bob. <laughs> well, and, a, and a lot of us do what Bob tells us. That's, that do. is absolutely true. I think, uh, it just, I mean, speaking to like just figuring out what's going on with, with old school, I think I, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the next step is. I yeah. spent a lot of time thinking about yeah, what, yeah. what we're going to do. And when Bob decided to do this, announced it even before Chalice 2 was in the bag, like I was very interested in what his plan was. And mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I think a lot about where we all are in our lives and like how do we facilitate the right experience given that where, we, where we're situated. Like a lot of people have kids. A lot of, how yeah. do we create an environment where everybody can participate, everyone has a good time, and and, and, and and meets us where we are in our life, right? Because like we're not trying to recreate like a frat boy experience or whatever. We're tr- doing something else. It, so. fe- it felt like that's how it might have been at the at the at the beginning. At least there were some like habits and, and rituals that kind of contributed to that. But it's it's almost <laughs> like the next step is to like get rid of the tournament. Yeah, it's almost. It's, almost it's, a, it's it's exactly right. It's like we're trying to subvert the magic <laughs> itself, right? It's yes. absolutely true, right? It's like I get <laughs> totally. here, I have like a few drinks, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, I can wait on the magic, or we could play like play like, like pickup game, let's or play let, let's play blindfolded, or like let's you know like <laughs> let's do something totally different that's not just yeah. about playing the deck that I sleeved up in great anticipation of the event, right? Like super stoked, and then I get it, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, I'm down to just. <laughs> Drink beers and just tickle these guys' dicks. It's totally fine. It's fu- it's 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 what we. I didn't see that on the schedule, Don. <laughs> That's all tomorrow, like on the side, oh, from okay. every hour. Okay, okay. From, 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 yeah, if you flip it yeah. over, yeah. Oh, okay. and then hold it up to a mirror, it's like, oh no, backwards. Arts and crafts is actually that. Well, well, I brought prize support. Okay, okay. It's in kind. It's funny. It's the thing that we always like joked about happening with old school because it's like. We know that this like story has an end, right? There's never going to be any more cards to the card pool. Eventually, everything's going to be figured out, and eventually, like it will, it will run its its course, kind of. Um, so maybe, so maybe the next step is to like have it, but have it be. It's like the, the importance is the meetings, and have the magic be this kind of peripheral thing, in the background. I don't know because because everyone also loves to compete. I mean, checkers is a solved game. People still play checkers, you know? Yeah. 
Well, is, is that the next move? Like I'm just saying, like, do, like even if we discover or we finish old school, we're like, oh, this is the best deck. It's not like we all pack up and, you know, like... That's exactly right. We have a long runway in terms of the way in which we innovate about it. And I think it's, it's, it's there's a lot going on in terms of what how we interpret... How we develop an experience for other people. So I think a lot... I mean, this year, I traveled to England for old school. I traveled to Italy for old school. And, like... I wasn't doing it just to go play cards, right? I was going to oh, meet people, sure. interact with people, and think, of, and, and also talk to them about what they were thinking about the game, right? Yeah. You know, in London they got. So the, what are they thinking over there? Well, I guess what I mean. How is... How many strip mines do they play over there? <laughs> no, no. I mean, not. <laughs> is what the, I'm no, asking. Is the right answer <laughs> not that two? I mean, like, what do they think about you know, like elasticity of a format and just like endurability, whatever? You know, how long are they? How long are they looking out? I, think, I just so, saw Shane come down the stairs and be like, "Don't <laughs> let them fucking ask me." You you like you like went the we'll r- long way we'll around him. the table and back. Around. We'll get him. Yeah, I think I think two years ago there was a lot of when people were talking about old school, there was a lot of question about homogeneity, like why can't we have the same rules and why can't we? And now it's just commonly accepted that everyone should be doing their own thing, which yeah, is something that I you know. I was a proponent of from the beginning, and I think just in general, just self-identification. And it's really created this kind of biosphere of stuff going on, the which is really exciting. I'm and everybody's bringing their own, their own, their yeah. own game it, to the It's kind of weird, because I guess when you, when you first showed me Old School a long time ago, and it was like, this is how we do it. And I bought a deck, and then it was like, but some places only do one strip mine. And I was like, wait, what? Some only do Fallen em- don't do Fallen Empires. Some don't allow revised. And I'm like, what is this format I'm buying into <laughs> when like the rules are different depending where you are? Like, what, de- what deck could you build that would be bulletproof at that point? Like, just alpha? <laughs> just build all alpha and you're fine. And, then, we, they, you and then eventually they had that too. <laughs> right? I mean, I feel like Chicago's been pretty consistent. But I, I, I do think it's just that... Thinking about, like, when you, if I go to travel to London and I say, okay, I'm going to build a Brothers Highlander deck where I've got a 100 card deck where I have to spend points, I have, to, I have 10 points to spend. Yeah, brew points. So I, des- oh, yeah. I decided to spend my 10 points on Mirror Universe, Triskelion, Jam de Tome, and, and Icy Manipulator. Yeah. And those are my 10 points, right? I could have Demonic Tutor, I could have any, but I decided on those four, I felt really good about it. Yeah. And, and I felt like that format was really fun. I wouldn't necessarily be like showing up to random events in the U.S. saying let's play Brothers Highlander, but I've really enjoyed going to England to play. It. But for it's a really club, any club that meets often, you want to spice it up a little bit, and so why not throw that out there now and then? It's like um, our meetup for next month is going to be split format, old school '96 plus uh, middle school. Is it right? And old school '96 totally untested. I mean, it could be yeah, it's just wild west. It, yeah, I mean, it's that's it could be completely fucking through absurd. mirage. Wait, wait, wait. So that's through mirage. Old school you, through you get mirage. All of weatherlight. You yeah. get through the weatherlight. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Not mirage block. No, no vision. Yeah, dude, set, just mirage. That it's insane. Cards set. printed in '96. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So, uh, what is '96? We get what? We get visions. Alliances no. and mirage. Line, you add a line. Are new to Cards 95. Cards printed in 96. Yeah. So not Mirage yeah. Block, but Mirage the set. Adding alliances is pretty big. Yeah, you um, force of build. Force of build. Better spec on the Jorel Centaur now. <laughs> it's time. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but buy them up now. Oh my God, buy them up. The flanking I, and the shroud. I mean. I feel like that's what we were talking about like maybe a Lancer. year ago. A lot of what? Lancer. Sequata Lancer. Yeah, the yeah. flankers. Sequata Lancer. Get your flanking on. Or was that, that in Visions? Was that in Visions? Oh, was it? Yeah. 
Oh, Damn, yeah. way to, yeah. <laughs> way to snap it Way to off. drop your balls <laughs> on the table. Sorry, like, my, uh, my bad. Actually, that's not true. That's, that's in, the the, uh, in the Alice format, I've been playing a bunch of Yava My Ants. Yeah. That card has been fun. That really card is good. good. Really good. That guy pumps, right? That guy it's a fucks. Fu- it's, it's a, it's oh, a, oh, oh, he just straight fucks. <laughs> he's doing all the fucking in this house. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's a 5-1 haste, trample, uh, and cumulative upkeep, green, green. Yeah. So he's a ball lightning that you can keep for additional turns by paying green, green. Oh, that's dope. But yeah. Pyrokinesis and Alliances, I think, is going to be very big. Right? That's the, I love that card. That's the pitch a red card. The four divided among creatures. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. Red's, red's got to be really good. Dom, what's, uh, what's, how's the Big Apple, man? How long have you been out there now? About a year? A year. I've been out there a year now. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I've been talking to other people about it tonight. It's uh. It's it's a you know it's a lot it's a lot. It's intense. I, I live in Harlem and I I just down watched Tribeca uh, and it's like a forty five minute commute and it's so I bullshit I, I, the whole way and bullshit all the way back. That's I, what I remember. I yeah. just I just watched when Harry met Sally with my old lady and so yeah. I imagine your life is just like that. Just now, like right? that. It's just yeah. like yeah. that. It's yeah. like yeah. Billy Crystal. You're in the coming in restaurants. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're hitting up the batting cage after work <laughs> with your Yankees cap on. I just remember like high highs and low lows. I mean, everyone talks about in the, living in New York like it's a love-hate relationship. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, you, you're just dealing with bullshit all the time. But on the, on the other hand, it's a great place to just spend money and have a great time. Yeah. It is, you could just do endless amount of stuff. So that's great. But on the other hand, sometimes you're just trying to get to work and someone just takes a dump right in front of you. And you're like, <laughs> you know what? You're like, this I don't is- need this, man. <laughs> He's like, I just saw that on the other side of the continent, <laughs> right? When you were in San Fran. <laughs> it's bad. It's yeah. bad. I mean, I don't know. The other, just, yeah, the, just this last week, I was I got on the subway. It's like eight thirty. I'm trying to get to work, and this guy pulls out a cigar. A close. On, we're, this, is, this is a packed two train, packed two train coming from the Bronx, and he just lights up the cigar right there. Packed two train. There's a kid in a stroller like four feet from him. Smoke him if you got. Could could have smoked the cigar on the platform. Could have smoked it outside. Decided to wait till he got in the car to light it up, and then he smoked it till we got down to like Penn Station, and I just. I, it's just like that level of like fuck oh, you dude. is like there's a lot of it in New York. Yeah. I remember I remember oh, taking the train back. So I would I I lived in Brooklyn and worked in Manhattan. So I would take the the uh, the M train, yeah, which yeah. kind of took you straight over the the yeah. bridge. Yeah. Um, so it was it, there was a point where the train went under underground. So you were going like under the mm-hmm. the Hudson River. And I remember this uh, this chick was on the train and she. Um, opened up the the train car door and was standing in the zone between the two trains so this this is only connected by like four yeah. like metal wires chains and i'm yeah exactly and so it's like rattling it's shaking Connecting we're like the, we're, we're, the un, we're underground right yeah. yeah and so i am watching this this girl like from outside the uh the the train window and I see the light a fucking cigarette up and she smokes her cigarette she's hanging on both of the train cars her arms are like shaking and fucking rattling and she's just smoking the cigarette without taking it out of her mouth from Manhattan to Brooklyn and then cool as a cucumber when the fucking M train pulls up to I don't know Williamsburg or whatever the first stop is she slides the train door open tosses the cigarette on the ground and walks out of the car it's hardcore I'm like oh Holy shit, that is somebody who knows exactly what the fuck they're about. Yeah. 
I, um, I mean, I've had a lot. I have a lot of Chicago train stories, but uh, when I came to visit the last time, I, br- I brought my lady with me, uh-huh. and and I wanted to show her a bunch of stuff in Chicago. So I took her around the city. We did a bunch of different stuff. Uh, and then on our way out, on the day we were leaving, we stopped by um, uh, stopped my, my by, cafe. Yeah, your, stopped by our cafe and had same day. Uh, on our same day on our way out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got on the blue line from there to go to O'Hare. And you know, I was really trying. I was trying to play. I think I was trying to play up Chicago a bit to her, like you know, like here's the fun things to do. And um, and I don't. I don't think she was super impressed. But <laughs> we're on this train. She, is she a new? Is she a New Yorker? She's in New York. She's been in New York for like nine years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. But so so we're on this. We're on the blue line going to O'Hare, and there's this guy across from us. He's sitting up, and he's just. He looks broken down, man. He just looks just wrecked. <laughs> just he's having a hard time. And he's sitting there, and he's kind of dozing off, and then all of a sudden he just kind of wakes up, kind of looks around, and then he s- stands up and moves two seats down, and he's left this puddle of piss right where he is. Right? He just, just, he just, his pants are soaked in it. He just left a puddle where he's at. And, and it's like literally three feet from where my lady's sitting, and I was just like, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I feel, it, so, I feel gave, so bad. Gave it a shot. Last week on the blue line, there was a dead dude on the train at Rosemont. That's my stop. No. And, and they just, like, it was shut down for a couple hours. And luckily, I happened to drive that day. So I normally take the blue line to from Logan Square to Rosemont. But uh, I drove that day. And, of course, you know, my stop was shut down for, like, two and a half hours, like, until, like, 4.35 with a corpse on the train. Yeah, about... <laughs> Story concluded. About <laughs> a month ago, I was, uh, I just got off of work, going to the blue line, walking down the stairs. People are booking it out of there, and they're mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. police activity, there's smoke, get out of here. Half the people just keep walking down, like yeah. it's no big deal. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get home. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like what I'm do you mean, smoke? As I'm getting out of here, because it's like a terrorist attack or something, I'm like, yeah. see ya, but like, people just keep going. Just like, a track fire, probably. Yeah. Also, to preface this, you are, how, how many months... Uh, in the in, in the Chicago? city, uh, yeah. like four, like four, yeah. yeah. We're still yeah. we're still breaking in. We're still breaking you in. <laughs> yeah. in, in. In sharing train stories, though, I I, I always go. have Here one. That's per, I have one that's okay. Super My friend is visiting yeah. from Canada. I wanted to take her downtown to show a restaurant. And she's like, I don't want to. I Chicago downtown. And I was like, it's just like I use public transit every day. It's usually tired people going to work, right? right, right. Like usually it's nothing. Yes. So we're on the train, and we're going, and she's sitting on my left. The guy sits down on my right, and she's talking and gesturing and, like, just kind of in her own world. That's, you know, so I'm listening. But in the corner of my eye, I notice the guy who sat down next to me drops a book bag between his legs, and he opens it up, and he pulls out a ski mask and puts oh, it on. get the fuck out. And I'm, like, get kind of nervous because I don't want to draw out. attention to it. So I'm, like, sure, uh-huh, to her story. Hyper-awareness. While he's just, like, so then, he, and he takes out this box cutter from his bag. So now I'm really nervous because I'm, like, Okay, okay, okay. And I don't want her to notice, and I don't want him, to, I don't want to set him off, but I'm like kind of like tensing up. He takes out his phone. There's a couple embracing as like the wallpaper of his phone, and they're not him. Oh my God. And then he opens up his browser, and it's this Facebook page of the woman that was on his phone. And again, I'm, of course, I'm looking. I don't like to look at people's phones otherwise, but now I'm like worried. And so it's this woman, and in pictures, it's her and this guy, or like he's just browsing pictures with a ski mask, box cutter in hand, just going through the phone. <laughs> then he finds one and he saves it to his phone and he sends her like a picture on some messenger service. And he's like dragging the box cutter along like the neck of the ski mask where he's not cutting himself. Like but he starts, 
I'm, I don't know how she doesn't notice him cackling as he's taking this video. Wait, is, I'm it like, the, is it the woman who's sitting on the... She's on the left of me, still gesturing, still talking to herself while I'm like, uh-huh. But it's but it's her picture on his phone? No, no, no. no sorry, no, no. It's oh, not her. Sorry. It's just a picture of a couple oh, that my God. isn't okay. him. He's not in this okay, couple. Okay. She's oh my God. unaware of this whole thing. Right. And I'm sitting here just like trying to be cool. Sends the video to this this whoever. Puts the phone in his pocket. Takes off, you know, real casually. Just hops off the ski mask. Tosses the box cutter back in his bag. Zips it up. Gets off at the next stop. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell her. Like, you know, because I'm sitting here like, what just happened? And she was like, are you even listening to me? And at this point, no. I've heard nothing. So then we leave. And then on the way back, though, I was like, I was trying to tell her. I was like, I don't really want to explain it. It was just, it was weird. And you thought it was going to be weird. Nothing weird happened but that. And I just, let's just pretend it didn't happen. And when we come back down the stairs to leave downtown, we're going back down underground. And there's like this bomb squad that rushes past us down the stairs. And there's already people in hazmat suits with this bag of these barking dogs. Oh my God. And I was like, we'll just get a ride. I'm just going to like get a car. (laughs) But it's like the one day these two things happened. And I was like, I just thought it was going to be a normal transit, you know, like just normal commute. Which is what happens 90% of the time because you spend so much time going back and forth. Maybe I just never noticed this stuff, you know? That could be what it is. Yeah. So you, what was that about Joriel Centaur? <laughs> so it has flanking <laughs> and shroud. And I'm sorry. That can't be beat. You can't beat that. It's a format killer right Dude, there. I'm sorry. Format has been decided. Yeah. Centaur.deck. Yeah, it is. Bounty like of the Hunt? Three green, green, green. <laughs> it's just one and two green. It's a steal. Oh, I see. You get the Miyabi my Ants in there. Uh-huh. The the great part about Alice is that it's cheap. <laughs> that that's that's the future. Because I've always said we could just play Mirage Block Constructed, and I feel like the Alice format is like the closest manifestation of that statement. Where it's like, you know what? It actually doesn't matter. You pick three sets, and it's fine. Block Constructed's always been my favorite. I mean, it, skipping Homelands, I think. I, I, <laughs> Homelands add a lot. Adds a lot. So. <laughs> I, 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 has anyone ever said that Me. in, uh, in, uh, in the, the entire history I mean, of the game? I, I really enjoy the set. I think it's really Sea Sprite, I think, is a really good card. I think Serrated Arrows is a really good card. I, it those are cards you want. Roots. Primal right. Order. I don't know about Roots. It's, it's a great removal order. spell. It's Car- awesome. Carapace. Carapace. Autumn Willow. Autumn Willow. So, like, back to the New York thing, Don. Like, what are you doing for old school out there? Or... Any magic at all? Oh, well, I mean, we got a club out there. We, yeah, mean, yeah. Paul tell us Silva, a little bit about Paul that. Paul Silva's put together uh, a, pretty, a pretty good club, uh, a, very, a very good club. Uh, Sisters, Sisters of the Flame. How pretty spread out. Pretty spread out. There's like guys in Long Island, guys in Westchester, guys in Jersey. We're kind of spread out. So on a given, we meet once a week on Tuesdays down uh, down downtown. Okay, so weekly. Cool. When, on a given week, we might get uh, eight to twelve, I'd say, um, and then on, yeah, and then on a regular for a regular event, we get let's say twenty four to thirty, just because um, there's a lot of people. I mean, yeah. So I would say the New York scene is good. The guys out there are really great. Um, how, often, how often are you guys like do, doing like tournament stuff, or do they ever? Do, so the big, the, I would say the biggest thing that we do is we'll do old school drafts, you know, okay. because everybody. In, I mean, we're all we're all, as you know, ballers. So yeah, right. We'll uh, you know, so we'll do we'll draft the dark, we'll draft fourth edition, uh, we'll draft you know, so stuff like that. That's so we'll cool. have, 
I mean, uh, they just did a draft last weekend, which was, I think, two two packs of the dark, two packs of the fourth edition, and uh, two packs of Fallen Empires, I think. Yeah. So, um, I mean... By the way, our rotating cast of characters has changed somewhat. We've got Mr. David Velasco and Anthony Zinni yes. here on the on the podcast. Zinni, Zinni goes back to the MTG card market where I met Dom. I just wanted to yeah. add that as a note because yeah. they just sat down at the table. Zinni always owned me. He just oh, and we'd play Legacy and he would just like school me every time. And every time I stood up at the table, I was like, I learned something. You taught me something about how to play my own deck. So. Can you paint the picture of what that original card market scene was like when it was you guys were first starting to play old school and like cuz i've heard a couple of the stories but i want to kind of get those oh man it was great i i miss it i i honestly miss it because i think it was um the podcast when or i'm, I'm sorry not the podcast when we were, had the twitch stream going it was just utterly hilarious all the time yeah. and i so miss that where was the card market was it on belmont it was on yeah. belmont yeah it was on belmont near sheffield yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was a pretty good scene. We'd have yeah. like 20 people every week, yeah. which was pretty for good. For old school or like for... For legacy. For legacy. Okay, yeah, yeah. We had one old school... The very first... Lo- before there was Lords of the Pit, yeah, yeah. we had one old school event there. Yeah, this is what I want to hear about. Card market. Yeah. It was always just there was the Shane very f- and Dom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is not how it happened. Not, we went out to a legacy event out at Extreme Games out near Milwaukee or where the hell our Extreme Games is. And people were talking about old school. And we walked, drove back thinking like, what the... How can we do that? And I don't think we knew Danny at that point. I don't think we, we really knew. I mean, he was at the vintage events, but I don't think we knew him like in any kind of personal capacity. This and is 2015? Something about Maybe 2014. Maybe 14. Yeah. 14, okay. Star yeah. City still had legacy events at that time. Okay. But we, we convinced Steve, Steve Dang. Remember him from yeah. Card Market? We oh, convinced yeah, him. Great. Yeah, he was awesome. So we convinced him to let us have a tournament there. And we all showed up like, fuck tons of booze. Remember, we, kept, we filled an entire... Table. Yeah, this is an full of LGS. Yeah, we, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> of a dorky LGS. Yeah, yeah. The they way. they did Awful not shit on the walls, uh, nasty like white tables covered just, yeah. in Cheeto dust. Yeah, and yeah. anime chicks everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. we just filled this entire table full of booze, and they have do not have a liquor license. There's no. We, it is definitely not legal for us to consume liquor. And C was like, you got to get rid of this. We had bottles of Jack everywhere. We had two fours. It was. Busted, and, and, and by the end of it, nobody drank. And actually, Krager, Krager won that event. With, 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 uh, it was pretty. That's funny. when he still lived in Chicago too. By he the lived, way, he, he lived, used to live in maybe Logan Square, he was in Milwaukee, but he was close. But, okay, um, yeah. And then we, but uh, at the end of it, we were like, "What are we gonna do with all this booze?" And so I drank it all. <laughs> and uh, and Steve Steve Dang was like, so everyone else had left. Everyone else was like, don't worry, I'll take care of this booze. And I just, close the I, just for you, no problem. I just drank as much as I could and threw the rest away. And then Steve was like, what do you want to do? And I went to his house and then threw up outside his house. <laughs> but that was the first old school tournament we ever had in Chicago. It was wild. <laughs> How many players were at that event? Twelve. We had twelve. twelve. Okay. Krager won. Good turnout. Yeah, Kalara was there. Sanders was there. Was that EC stuff, or was that just that was, even before yeah, that? that was, that was EC. Yeah. Okay. We were still dis- discussing what. I mean, Jago has always had his idea of what old school supposed to be. That is that is that yeah. is before the dawn of time. But uh, you know, we, we were <laughs> always dis- discussing what the rule what the rules should have been. Yeah, but there was there was no there was no club then. It was just a bunch of dinguses. Just yeah. a meetup. Yeah. But then we decided, we knew after that we could never have another event in the LGS again. I mean, first off, Carmack would never have us again. So yeah. that first, was it. last, and only yeah. event. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then, when did you get out of old school? Because you don't you don't play that. And I'm talking to Zinni here. I'm, I'm pointing at him. People can't see that. But like so, so you just played for those first early couple yeah, meetups. Yeah, like a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm broke. I don't have those cards. So even back then, it was like a. Like, tell me about the prices and, and all of, like, how you built up the, you know, you built up your decks, built up your collections, decided what you're going to play, and just, like, what it was like at the very beginning, you know, when things were so much cheaper relative to now. Is it, is it, yeah, whomever. I'm looking at Dom, but I'm talking to whomever. Well, I mean, store credit was amazing. I miss yeah. store credit because they used to let us just... I. They used to let us just pay with cash, and then like they pay the cash back out, and we we basically just everybody was funneling money into the store for us to turn it into like ridiculous cards. Um, I miss that. I don't. Does anybody yeah. do that anymore? It's, it's totally true. This is back from a time when like you could play for your your duels and actually win them at a, to at a, a certain store. extent. I mean, we didn't win cards, but like basically everybody would pay to get in, and then they'd take five off the top and put the rest back in the prize pool as cash, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, my ten bucks every week, every single week he got my ten bucks. I used to go bucks. home with like two hundred bucks every month just <laughs> just playing on Thursdays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you do that, you do that enough time, and like your legacy collection grows. You get yeah, those, you I, get I filled duels, all my duels with it, which yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That that store sustained itself pretty much on Mullen buying a deck, an entire deck, one week, being like, "This is my legacy <laughs> deck. This is my heart. This is what I'm gonna play from here on out." He play. Two tournaments. So I'm a cloud post guy, like for life. Get all the Japanese. <laughs> I got all my, I got all my candelabras. Like, I, like, I bought the candelabras, and then like four weeks later, we'd be like, you know what, uh, Enchantress. Yeah. I think we'll get like. He would sell an entire deck back to the card market, buy an entire deck back. They would make an easy grand off melon every single two weeks. They, they just kept the store running, man. Making rent, baby. I kept telling Mullen he needed like a VIP. He needed a VIP status where you get certain certain discounts, but. Raja yeah. handing him some but the, the, agua the here. great Raja James from from uh, Cleveland. Yes, the the man. So uh, David, you're keeping pretty quiet on there. What's on your mind, man? Honestly, it's it's been a long day for me, man. I so I decided to work today. Yeah. Um, teaching middle schoolers all day, but yeah. um, I've been up since like five. Drove down, picked up Ian on my way down over here, and. We got in just the exact perfect time at the end of the opening ceremony for for Lord's House. So, yeah, uh, it's it's been a fun day though. I've been only been playing Revised Forty so far today. Yeah, how's your record going on uh, that thing? Right now, I am three and two, and both of those losses are to our good friend from Fond du Lac, Butson. Yeah. Yeah. What are you playing? Uh, I am playing a black red plague rat deck. Can you just like very briefly explain what R forty is? Yeah. So um, R forty is a format where you only play cards from revised. Uh, you don't play with sleeves because why would you want sleeves? Correct. Um, you do play for ante, and there's no limits to the number of copies of the cards that you have as long as you play ten different cards that aren't lands. Yeah. But the, but the ante is not an actual ante, right? Like um, you. So we, we ante for Sharpies. Uh, we both have Sharpie on the cards. I've been 
pretty nice. I think I've only drawn a dick on one person's card so far. I, I normally... Yeah, seems like the go-to, right? Just it, the obvious move. I mean, I think earlier tonight I came in and I saw, I think, Raja and Butson playing. And within about maybe five minutes, there was a dick drawn on someone's card. So, yeah. I mean, it happens. The games are, like, less than five minutes. So, I want to I wanna piece I, of you. When I, you I play Moss, play. yeah. Like, I mean... <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, I scooped that you, quickly. Scooping to, like, a turn-two mind twist and you just scooped them up. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem is I don't have enough revised soul rings, and I just haven't, quote, bought into this format. Yeah, I mean, you only really need, like, eight. You only I, need eight soul yeah, rings. I'm playing five, and I'm doing okay, but, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what, <laughs> what the baseline is for soul yeah. rings in yeah. revised 40. Like, so, my thought was just, like, I'll just play, like, 12 lightning bolts, but the problem is I'm just running out of gas on turn three. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, that's right. That's right. And I wasn't man enough to you put my wheel just, in You there. die. Yeah, you just die. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I want to play you. I got, I'm on the brain guys of Millstone deck. I'm in, man. I'm in. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to see a deck that just looks like the dick book from Superbad. (laughs) (laughs) Which just means that you played Ribeye Sporty for a weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Just like the dick standing up to the tank dick in Tiananmen Square. (laughs) Amazing, right? You guys have seen that book, right? It's amazing. So there's going to be a prize at the end of the weekend to whomever wins the most games of R40. And I'm worried that now I may not win a single game. So maybe I'll get like whatever the inverse of the prize is. Because my deck's pretty putrid. (laughs) That's just a, a, a TCG player card. It's the only thing that you are. I have, to pay, I have to pay someone's bill on yeah, TCG. Yeah, exactly. It's just a full card of soul rings is your only prize. <laughs> yeah, they go to somebody else. What's happening, Bob? Sup, dude. So, Zin, did you buy in all the way to old school, or are you on the middle school train? I'm on the middle school train right now. Yeah. I, I was going to buy CE, and then I saw what the price of that has become <laughs> lately. Uh, yeah, I am Oops. utterly freaking baffled by the price of CE right now, so we'll see. I might get there. It's been coming down, but still, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like uh, ten times what it was. Zinni, yeah, I, I, you, sorry, go ahead. I, I thought a Lotus was like 600 and then I, I looked at that nope. today, and I, I about cried. Yeah. yeah. Have you felt that old school is something that you've wanted to be a part of, but you look at the price of this shit and you're like, yeah, I don't know. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 This is like a true testament to somebody who's like, should absolutely be doing it. Have most of the stuff, right? You have tundras. Yeah. You have. I have you know, all. I have everything ton, for tons legacy. of staples. So I just need some. I just need. Res- uh, Anything that's like uh, a one of, but the price is just insane. Right? Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I don't really play Magic as much as I used to. I mean, I used to be like playing all the time, and like this is the kind of thing I want to do more of right. because I mean it's awesome. But I, maybe maybe I'll win this Emerald, <laughs> and then that'll get me hooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll be like I have I'm, to get the rest. The most expensive Juzum is the one that you win. Because then you have to buy three more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. That's like the barrier I need to get through, though. Like the first piece will hook me, and then I'll go all in. So I just yeah. You're you're my you're really my case study in terms of thinking about pre-modern and middle school because with there's a lot of there's a lot of great guys that want to get involved in the community, but like who's got fifty thousand dollars buy buy an old school deck, right? No. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So like, but at the same time. Middle school pre-modern, it, it's a card. It's a set of it's a set of cards that, in many ways, is more nostalgic for a lot of people sure. our age. Correct. Right? Like I didn't. I played ninety five and ninety eight. 
right? So I didn't, I never even saw Piece of Power right. when I was a kid. So, like, when I look at Premodern, it's like, these are the cards that I like. These yeah, I truly to. doubt that there's many people for whom casting a Black Lotus is a nostalgic experience. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Premodern and, 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 sorry, in middle school, they're very, they're very accessible, they're very cheap, they're nostalgic, and they have the same virtues that old school has, which is the non-rotating, the fact that it is always the same, right? Well, like that, the same dudes playing it, right? For more or less, right? Yeah. Same well, cast of characters. I mean, the meta can change, but the the I think what the really what old school has demonstrated is that there is a market for magic formats where you don't have to keep up with what's going, what the, what Hasbro is printing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the fact that you can have a deck and you can show it. You got people got three kids, they got stuff going on, and they can just show up and play and have a good weekend, and they don't have to read any blogs or figure out who won whatever right you just for sure you just that's it right and i think when i first got into old school i thought oh this is it's never gonna rotate nothing's never gonna change it's gonna get stale we were talking about this at the beginning of this for sure yeah but in reality there's something really comforting about that and it's like you can always go back to those cards yeah and and we really demonstrated the sorry i was just gonna say what i love so much about that is the meta is so localized that you can feel